Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Hard Obsessive Podcast. I'm one half your host and deal with JP Nunez. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Sean Parker. How's it going, Sean? Doing okay, JP. Uh, I have the, I guess, uh, festival blues. That's <laughs> really where yes, I'm at. Yes. Um, I, I, obviously, last weekend was the second weekend of Salem Horror Fest. Actually, since we've talked, I've seen both weekends at Salem Horror Fest. Um, the thing is, with this weekend uh, being the end of it, I just, I am sick. I'm so sick right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got like 10 articles and pending that I need to like finish up and, and get out, but I have just not been able to, to do uh, a fine enough job of, of focusing or uh, the ability to focus, let's put it that way, since... Uh, mm-hmm since uh uh sunday so yeah so salem horror fest uh mm-hmm. was, was great i had a, i had a ton of fun probably too much and that's probably why i'm not feeling great um well you know too much of a good thing blah 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 <laughs> i know until next year right um, exactly but, but yes no i had a blast uh kay lynch who, who runs it um she's just marvelous i have nothing but kind words to say about kay lynch um and the whole, actually, but like, I'll go with the whole staff of, of Salem Harfest and everybody that was there. I'm uh, JP. I met so many people. I saw so many films. I just had a blast. It's, it's one of my favorite festivals to go to. Everyone is so kind and inclusive nice, nice. and it's, it is, it's the best. So um, mm-hmm. I know you, you're in New York, but if you do ever get a chance, I would, I would highly recommend coming up here for it. So um, what I saw this weekend, I'll, I'll start there with, uh, you know, before we are gonna go with Mother's Day, but we, before we get into that, let's uh, let's do what we normally do and just talk about our, our last two weeks. And um, mm-hmm. obviously, mine was uh, pretty uh, monopolized by the festival. So mm-hmm. um, I saw I saw so much good stuff. JP uh, Wolves uh, with Martin Ascent is phenomenal. I wrote a piece about it. Uh, is that a is, is is that a werewolf movie? No, it looked like it was going to be. And I really thought okay. like the atmosphere and even the trailer on it. And I wrote this in my piece was that was, you know, you name a film wolves. And you're you going to think. Wolves. <laughs> yeah. And, and it's, it's not, it's a serial killer film. And it's huh. uh, like, it's, it's really like low key and embedded, like the, the whole meaning behind it. And it's, mm-hmm. it's good. Like, um, it's you know it's not don't get me wrong it's not perfect by any means it's also still an indie horror film but it, as an indie horror film it it is it's doing the job it's very effective at what it does hmm, um i okay. put it in like the dexter uh category for like sort of drama meets horror kind of picture mm-hmm. okay and yeah it's just about this one guy that feels a connection to this dude that's uh kind of going around and and killing animals he, you know, he's like, and it's, it's weird. Like to, you know, the headspace is just very weird. So, uh, once it all comes together, it comes together in a, in beautifully. And that, that's all I can really say about that. But it is, um, I mean, if you, if you have trigger warnings for animals, I, you know, I wouldn't recommend it. There's no mm-hmm. actual, there's none of that in it, but you do see corpses and things mm-hmm. like that. And that's, you know, yeah, I understand okay. why that could not be cool, uh, yeah. for a lot of people. Um, I also saw in a dark, dark room, which was, it was pretty good that the subtitles need to change on it a little bit. It's a witchcraft film from Ukraine. That's very much uh, got this sort of underlying tension about the Russian invasion <laughs> and it, and not surprising. It, yeah. It's, it's got, it's got, it's, uh, it's got some good themes in it, but, um, one of the most, uh, anticipated movies that I saw was St. Drogo, which is the follow-up from the, uh, death drop 
gorgeous um, mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. It is, it was really good. Like I, you know, they have upped their game so much uh, from uh, from Death Drop Gorgeous. Uh, Death Drop is obviously fantastic. I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's about no. drag queens in Providence, and it's it's a slasher film. It's a giallo. It's it, and it is funny and fiery and fierce and and just fantastic like it is just so much fun um the the acting it is a little you know on the on the lesser end definitely it's a b movie and it knows it's a b movie and i was kind of expecting yeah yeah so i was kind of expecting that from saint drogo not a b movie at all it turns out Hmm. yeah uh super serious like 70s folk horror style movie super cinematography and it is goddamn gorgeous like it's just brilliant and um yeah i was i was blown away from like you know this is a sophomore feature it, it's great and it's it's really good that's one of the movies that i still have uh, writing right now so like mm-hmm. obviously i still haven't found like the right words but it is like a it's a psychological trip like it's just it's hmm. it's okay good. sounds I, um, interesting yeah and um Finally, I, you know, a uh, friend of our show, uh, K11, got to meet her this weekend. She's so awesome. She just, <laughs> like, I I was yeah, so yeah. happy. Just, like, that was really, for me, that was sort of the, the big thing this weekend. Oh, and last weekend, um, Estelle Gerard Parks from The Ones You Didn't Burn, I got, I got to meet her, too. And these were the highlights oh, nice. of the festival for me, was actually mm-hmm. getting to meet these people that, you know, you and I have talked to or talked about or, right, been right, in, but, you know, sort of the atmosphere of for like a year yeah, yeah. now. Yeah, but never um, met him in person. So, yeah, this um, I just had a great festival is really what it comes down to. I just had so much fun. And there's so, awesome. there's so much more that is going to come out of that for for us in the show, I think, in the future. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, cool. Yeah, I, I'm already talking to uh, another movie. I saw Brightwood, which was was quite good. Uh, I was talking to them about coming on the show as well so uh, you know hopefully in the future we'll get to to be doing that awesome Awesome. now how was your two weeks Uh, oh you said two weeks good job sean see i'm getting there (laughs) you're learning yeah um yeah yeah so uh so i saw a few things um i saw evil dead rise uh so you know my, my reviews on the website um i loved it uh i walked out of it um not sure if it was the best movie I've seen all year, but I think by the time I got home from the theater, it was the best movie I just, I've seen all year. <laughs> I I love this movie. It's it's a very typical um, kind of Evil Dead plot. It's just set in in an apartment building rather than a cabin in the woods. But you know, there's the book, Book of the Dead. Uh, Somebody, you know, kind of reads from it, um, and then Deadite show up, and gore happens. Um, so it's like plot-wise, it, it's pretty familiar to anybody who's seen any of the other Evil Dead movies. Um, but man, just the the acting was great. The characters were were great, especially the I forgot the main character's name. The the first one who gets possessed, she's like once she becomes a Deadite, she's she's phenomenal. She's she's the mother you see in all the trailers. I thought she was great. Um, it's super gory. I think it's the scariest Evil Dead movie so far. Um, and what I think separates it really from the 2013 remake is that the 2013 movie was 
it was just straight up dark horror. Like there, there wasn't any camp, any comedy. There, there, there wasn't really anything lighthearted about it. But this one manages to be super scary, super gory, super horrific. But there's a there's like a playfulness to it. Like it's not it's not a comedy. It's not campy. But the Deadites they're they're playful, and that makes it feel much more like an Evil Dead movie. And I think the movie kind of blends those two vibes, the horror and the playfulness, perfectly. So I loved it. Uh, what about you? I know you said you had a chance to see it. I, I did. So what did you think of it? Uh, so I saw it Thursday. Um, right. I, I definitely, I, I don't know if it's it's making my top <laughs> 10 list yet. Yeah, it's going okay. to end up on there. I I definitely enjoyed it. Um, mm-hmm. And who you're looking for is Alyssa Sutherland, who plays. Yes, uh, yes, that's her name. Um, yeah, I agree. I think that she's fantastic. I But the other thing is, I think this movie works is so much more than an Evil Dead movie. and this is what I was, I was talking to my brother about this because we went and saw it together and it's like a poltergeist movie. Like, uh, what is it? Poltergeist three is kind of a tower movie. And, (laughs) and I kind of got like that vibe. I kind of got a resident evil vibe a lot. Like, uh, there's a scene in the hallway, like there's a scene in the hallway where she picks up, uh, she picks up something. She can't get the, she can't get a door open. And then she picks up something else. And it was almost like, this'll do it. Like, you know, Uh, okay. It's very video game moments in in the, in the film. And the thing is, is that it works like uh, Mm -hmm. in location wise too, because in, in one of the resident evil games, there's a, there's a whole bit in the, uh, where the film ends up at the end, the uh, Mm -hmm. underground parking garage. Mm -hmm. Uh, So like that, to me that it was it it worked on so many more levels than just one so i really enjoyed the writing about it but i'm not gonna lie i'm getting old jp (laughs) (laughs) i mean not not to mention like obviously like i've i've made myself sick from from not listening to what my body has told me to the last few days Mm -hmm. and but going to this movie and then going to a festival the next day, you know, for the next three days was probably Mm. not my my brightest decision uh because I immediately like at, once the the action started happening in Evil Dead, I just wanted to fall asleep. Like oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm just old man. Like I'm just getting there. Mm. Like um, it wasn't the movie's fault, and I definitely like I very much enjoyed the movie. But um, yeah, the uh, I I liked I liked it a lot. Okay. Um, I, I stayed awake. I'm not gonna say you know, but I did I did have a moment where I was like, no, what mm-hmm. are you doing? You know, like mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, uh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I also saw, um, what else did I see? I also saw Bo is Afraid. This is the new Ari Aster film. Uh, so three, like three hour, he describes it as a nightmare comedy. Uh, it's kind of horror adjacent, not not straight up horror. Um, it's kind of tough to summarize and like say what the movie's about. It, it Like the kind of like IMDb kind of plot synopsis line would be like, it's about you know, Bo, he's trying to get home to see his mother and he just goes on this crazy journey, like trying to get there. Um, but that doesn't really tell you what the movie's about because the movie's more about just the the craziness that happens along the way. And more or less, the like the reason why he's traveling, the reason like where he's going for 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 a lot of the movie is really not all that important. It's really more about the journey than about the destination. 
you sound like Miley Cyrus right now. <laughs> I are on the journey anyway. You you haven't seen that meme? No, I haven't. Oh man, and I just <laughs> called myself old. Okay. Yeah, I I, I know nothing about. But no, I shouldn't say nothing. Anything that has to do with pop music is really not my <laughs> my area. It just has to do with like Instagram and Facebook, man. Like, I, uh, like I don't have Instagram. On, uh, you're messing, you're messing up. You're doing the wrong thing. Instagram is way better than any of the other ones now. Like, I don't uh, okay. probably be another one in the future that's way better than this. But right, right. Now this is, you know, Instagram is sort of my jam. But yeah, there's this, there's this meme of Miley Cyrus that's out there that's just like, it's a clip from a movie that she's in, and she's like, it's more about the journey anyway, and like her voice gets movie? super. <laughs> I, I guess so. I mean, she oh, was okay. Hannah Montana, right? Like, I mean, so. yeah, no, I'm not saying that, like, I'm surprised that she could be. I just didn't know it, that she was. Yeah, I, I don't know okay. what it is. Like, I just, yeah. I've seen this clip and then people put, okay. like, what it sounds like next to it, which would be, like, a lawnmower starting or, or something like that. Like, that's that's how grading the voices, I guess, oh. <laughs> some people. Um, okay. I, I think it's fine. I really, I really didn't mm-hmm. get it at first, but to, to watch these people, like, compare it to things is kind of funny. Like, it, mm-hmm. Okay, I'll have, to track um, that, I'll have to track some of those memes. Down. I was just—I just thought it was funny that you said it that way. That was all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. So, so Bo is afraid. Um, it's it's an utterly bizarre movie, um, and it's very divisive. And after watching it, I totally get why. Um, I liked—I actually loved the first about forty-five minutes or so. I thought it was really, really funny, but then after that the movie slowly starts to trade its humor for just weirdness for, it just feels like it's being weird just for the sake of being weird without really being funny for me, at least the humor, like it just didn't really work after those first 45 minutes on a comedy level. And so by the end of it, it, it just lost me. Um, so, I mean, it, it, it's, it, I would say it's worth watching just to see it for yourself. If you really want to see it, um, but if you don't really feel a great need to see it, I'd say you're probably better off giving it a pass. It just seems really long. And, and after it giving is. you my stance on movies <laughs> and going to them <laughs> and staying conscious, that's, uh, ah, yes, yes. might not be the best, best one for me to see in the theater. Mm-hmm. I'll check it out when it comes out. I think that's, that's probably yeah, going to be my game plan on it. Mm-hmm. it was, you know, um, I'm when, when it comes to movies like that, especially like sprawling epics in any sort of fashion i it really has to depend on what it is for me to to go seek it out mm-hmm. because it's just the length mm-hmm. and and that's not to like discredit any there's been plenty of movies that are three hours long they've sat through in the theater but for the most part i i you know i have a really nice home setup you know i'm privileged in that manner let's say uh mm-hmm. and i know not everybody has that but the right. i i can watch a movie on my television and be blown away by it so mm-hmm. um yeah anyway uh yeah, so I Bo is afraid. I'm just not sure where I stand on it yet. Like Ari Aster, I love Hereditary, but uh, Midsummer, like this last viewing with uh, um, Elise and um, Estelle, uh, it was a better version of the movie that I I had seen the director's cut first, and mm-hmm. then I ended up seeing this theatrical cut, and I definitely like the theatrical cut a lot better. Um, just because I didn't think that the other version of it really added a whole lot to it okay um, okay definitely wait for it to come home then you know um for you i'd say yeah definitely it's worth checking out you know just see it for yourself like i said but it's not i mean i like the people that are in it and i you know obviously mm-hmm. 
Aster is one of those names that like sort of commands your attention mm-hmm. at this yeah, point, yeah, especially definitely. in our, you know, sort of, uh, Oh, in our, in horror circles. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Um, yeah. So, and then the, the last thing I saw, uh, was I finally got around to seeing Ennis main. Um, it, it, it hit VOD a few weeks ago. Uh, I didn't, I actually didn't even know about it, but the other day I was like, Hey, let me just search for this movie on VOD, see if it's there. And it was, so I watched it. Okay. All right. Now, you know that I've already seen it. I started yes. a Boston Underground a few, uh, about a month ago. And it was just, mm-hmm. I, like I said to you, I was like, I think you're going to enjoy it, but I don't think, you know, I, it really wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I take it you liked it. I could see the excitement in your eyes. I, most, I mostly it. liked it. Um, I okay. didn't like it as much as I thought I would, but I did mostly like it. Yeah. So what for you, because like this one got me, like I sat there, like I, I really wanted to like this one. All right. Like mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. I, I left the theater and after thinking about it, I was like, that buildup is just, too, it's too much. Like mm-hmm. I get why it happens, but visually speaking and from the perspective of there's only really, you know, character wise, there's, there's very limited options. Let's, mm-hmm. I'll put it that way. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, the, it doesn't work for me. It, it just doesn't. I like, I'm like, this is, it's too, it's too slow. It's, you need, there needs to be something like, uh, if you think about other movies that kind of do the same thing and not to say that this is anything like Groundhog Day, but at least Groundhog Day had that sort of like, cause the movie is very much about the, the, repetition. repetition. Yeah. Um, I could the see routine that. of things and, and, and things like that. It just for me, uh, and you know, we, we should talk about the, the film is actually, but it's a woman on a, uh, Island. And yeah. Where is it? It's it's in England, like off the coast of England. Uh, I think it's supposed to be in Cornwall because I know the phrase "Ennis Maine" is Cornish. Um, okay, so, maybe that's yeah. yeah. Um, or, so, or but 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 regardless, it, it is the UK. Yeah. Yeah. So the, yeah. she uh, she's there doing a sort of science experiment on plants. Yeah, she's these, 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 some of these like flowers, these rare flowers that are there. Yeah, these like, these flowers only book. show up. Yeah. The, in very rare circles and her life is very much the same every day. Like she writes down her notes in a notebook. She goes out there. She looks at the, the flowers. She drops a penny in the hat, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. And it's just, it, it's just over and over and over again. And the thing is, is I think that the movie sets up, you know, it does it the first time, and then when it when it goes through its repetition, the, the second and third time, I'm like, there just needs to be a little more give here. Like there needs to be a you mm-hmm. know, because another another thing that it reminded me of was Russian Doll, right? Um, did you ever watch the television show Russian Doll? Haven't seen that one now. Okay, so Russian Doll takes a lot from from like sort of the vi- video game glitching, all right, and where mm-hmm. you like respawn, but it, it keeps taking things away. Like, so like things in the background, say uh, like a, a wall clock or, or uh painting will either disappear or be blank. Hmm. And then okay, as, it, as it goes through, you know, like you have to fix the rendition that you're in in order to, you know, make it right sort of thing. And like that goes okay. again with like sort of the Groundhog Day aspect of things as well for me. Um, and like I said, this isn't anything like Groundhog Day, but... <laughs> I really wish it had been a little. <laughs> um, yeah. To be honest with you, what it really reminded me a lot of, and, and this is the thing is this is going to be some people's cup of tea too, is Donnie Darko. And 
I was not a Donnie Darko. Okay. I just yeah, I, I thought Donnie Darko was a bit much. But um, mm-hmm. and even to hear Richard Kelly try to talk about it sometimes, I'm like, oh my god, you don't even know what you're doing. Okay, um, so that's just that, that's my two cents. I, I can see you really liked it though, and that's cool. Like I get it, you know, mm-hmm. everybody's different, and everybody's got their you know preferences on things. But mm-hmm. this, yeah, this yeah. Just, it's not mine. You know, this was just not for me. Yeah, yeah. For for me, like what I liked about it was I love the atmosphere. Um, it makes you feel like you're going through what she's going through. Um, and kind of even the even the ambiguity of like what exactly is happening, what's really real, what's not, like that I think kind of pulls you into the experience as well. Um, but for me, uh I think my the the the, the thing that kept it from being as good as I wanted it to be and as good as I thought it would be. Um, was I think something you mentioned in your review is that it it, 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 it it's not even just the setup, but even the the payoff. It, it's too. There just not not enough happens. Exactly. You know? Like I, yeah. I I still enjoyed it, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I as as I thought. No, I, was going to. I get it. So what yeah. I what I said in my review was. Um, I like what it's trying to do. I hate the way it goes about doing it. I stand by that. I, I think that that is the, you know, that is really my review. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I just, I it needed, I needed a little bit more from it because there's a, there's a sense of the ending right as you start, you know, and it, maybe it comes mm-hmm. from like the film grain or maybe it comes from just, it's sort of folktale-ish allure, but you kind of have a feeling that you know where this is headed. I mean, and yeah, that, it, it, yeah, yeah. So I mean, it didn't hold any. That that was my that was my problem with this. You know, there's no surprise. There's really no surprise in it. You kind of have mm-hmm. an idea of what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and and I just I wanted more from it. I really did want to go. I went into the movie, you know, with my fingers crossed. You know, you sh- you were big about the trailer on on oh our. God, end. I loved and, it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So uh, the and I do. I think the trailers got fantastically well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh yeah, definitely, um, definitely. It's the best part oh, of yeah, the movie. They, yeah, I know, right? It's just, oh yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's all you yeah. gotta do is watch the trailer. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, on the other end, on the other end of that, uh, you said you said that you heard about Moon Garden finally is getting a release yes. date. And, yes, yeah. I got an email from the distributor. Um, so it's getting a very, very limited release. Uh, it's going to start playing at one movie theater in New York on May nineteenth the IFC center. And then a week later, it'll expand to the Alamo draft house in Los Angeles. Um, beyond that, I don't know if it's getting, if it's going to play in any more theaters. Um, but even if it's not, I suspect that it'll hit VOD very quickly. Um, Cause that, 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 cause that's what happened with Ennis made. Like it, it, it was in theaters on March 31st, like very, very limited theaters then hit VOD like two and a half weeks later. Um, so I suspect that Moon Garden will probably do something similar. So even if, you know, you can't make, uh, you know, one of those two theaters, um, just, you know, still be able to watch it at home soon afterwards anyway. Now, I would recommend to anybody that is near either of these theaters that they go check it out in the theater. Um, that is just my, you know, uh, I, I walked into a theater and saw this movie and was absolutely blown away. So if you do have the chance, if you are in one of these areas near the LA uh, Alamo Draft House or the IFC Center in New York, 
I would recommend going to see the film uh, probably more often than once. Uh, just just plan on okay. you know, camping out for the week and seeing it a few times. Um, I, really, <laughs> I really loved this movie. I can't say it enough. So okay. Yeah. Okay. Right, we yeah. need to get into Mother's Day. We are really running. I mean, late. do we have to? Ah, come on, <laughs> man! It's, this is oh horror at its absolute grossest. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Oh, I'm feeling sick. I can't continue. Oh no. Oh, you shut up! I'm here. <laughs> you know, come on, man. Um, you uh. You get the synopsis this week, JP, because I did yours oh, last week. And oh, if you were man. smart, you would have seen this coming. <laughs> oh, I did see this coming. I did. I did. Right. <laughs> uh, so let let us see. What is this movie about? So this movie is um, basically it's about these these three these three women who've been friends since college. Uh, their names are let's see, Trina, Abby, and Jackie. And every year they have uh, what they call a mystery weekend where one of them arranges a trip in some location that's unknown to the other two and they go out there and have a vacation. Um, and so this year, Jackie is the one uh, planning it. Um, and so she plans a trip for the camping trip um, in a place called Deep Barrens, uh, which is in New Jersey. Uh, it's like a, it's it's like a it's like a forest in in Jersey basically, um, and so she and her two friends they're they're uh, they're all from the city so they go to this this like rural area, um, and when they get there they're kidnapped by these two brothers, um, who uh, they're I'm not sure if they're if these brothers are meant to be like if they have if they're supposed to have some sort of intellectual disability or if they're just like typical like quote unquote like redneck horror characters or something i think we'll, i think we'll i think we'll see that conversation in a, in a mm. moment so okay yeah, yeah 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 um and so they're kidnapped by these two brothers um and what these brothers do is they kind of just do whatever their mother tells them um and their mother wants them to like torture them and so they do uh but then the girls get away and then they get away but and then queenie shows up but We'll talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> the Queenie thing is so good. Um, it really, come on, you got to give it to the, the movie, like plots it the entire time. And then at the end, you get this like one second of, and you're like, what the fuck is that? And it's, yeah. oh, it's Queenie. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll, we'll talk good. about that too. I, 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 right. I, I do have some thoughts about that. <laughs> all right all right so i want to start at the beginning i've got all my notes in order here mm-hmm. i've got i've actually got quite a few I um don't know why. <laughs> oh my god there's there because this movie is like ridiculous and on a lot of fronts so first of all i want to talk about trauma as like a company all right mm-hmm. trauma put out this movie in 1980 it's uh lloyd kaufman is the founder of trauma uh his brother charles made this film um mm-hmm. not to be confused with charlie kaufman who wrote like uh, Eternal Sunshine or uh, Schenectady, New York, or any any of those mm-hmm. um, different guys. Um, but anyway, this um, he did. However, Charles Kaufman went on to write. Um, oh crap! I lost my page here. Um, but he went on to like do work on like Alienation for like Fox. It was a television show. Mm-hmm. Um, it was based on the movie, but it was the television show that he worked on. Um, and then 
like a few other things like Charles Kaufman actually did quite, quite a bit like uh, like just mainstream media stuff while Lloyd ended up making this uh, underground horror ring called Troma uh, that we know have has produced some of the weirdest fucking genre films of the oh, past. Yeah. I don't know, uh, 40, 50 years 40 now, years, yeah. like uh, Toxic Avenger. I think Charles Kaufman helped write Toxic Avenger. Um, hmm. Okay. Uh, what a, uh, Troma's also done like Poultrygeist. Um, oh, that's Troma? <laughs> Yeah, that's trauma. Um, that. okay. Okay. Yeah, like I mean, they they just make stupid fun kind of movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, on occasion, yeah. they'll put out something. I, I've got a movie on my shelf called Dark Nature that Trauma ended up releasing, and it's more mm-hmm. of a serious film. And I really wasn't prepared for that when I watched it. And I, I was like, okay. Oh, okay. Um, like, but yeah. So that's that's Trauma. They're out of New Jersey, mm-hmm. obviously, because they made this film for one hundred and fifteen thousand dollars total. Um, and if you notice. A lot of what what I think is really funny about this movie is there is a lot of locations that are the exact same as Friday the 13th <laughs> because they both filmed at <laughs> the same place. Um, so if you're watching this and you're like, oh, hey, that um, that that store looks very familiar, like the, the, the mm-hmm. guy that's like, you're all doomed is going to walk out. Mm-hmm. That's because he did in yeah. Friday the 13th part two. You know, um, you know that oh, it's part part two. Not the first Part one. Part two, he walks out. Actually, I think it might be the same store in both, but um, I, I no, think no, it's no, more no. recognizable from the second one. Okay. That, no, the okay. doomed thing is from the second one. You sure? You're all doomed. Yes, it's from the second one. But there, there, there is a guy in the first one. Though, there is because... a scene in the first one that's very similar, but yeah. the, the one that everybody like quotes all the time, it's actually it's from, from the, the second. second. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. I had to go okay. check that out recently because I did the same thing you're doing right now. So oh, like, that's, that's, okay. yeah. I mean, it's been ages since I've seen those movies. Same. Like I probably watch the first Friday the 13th like every year, but you don't really remember that beginning portion of Friday the 13th. Mm-hmm. You kind of just remember from when the counselors get there because that it, to be honest with you, it's kind of a slow burn. Friday the 13th is kind like nothing really happens until the later half of that movie. Um hmm. I don't remember that, but okay. You, like, honestly, <laughs> the next time you watch it, go, holy shit, it's been like an hour. And, and really, like, I think there's been one person murdered this entire time. Like, so okay. it is. It's, it's very slow. Mm-hmm. Um, the Okay, so, like, starting at the beginning, first of all, let's talk about Ernie's growth opportunity. <laughs> oh, ego. All right, ego. <laughs> um, I get a kick out of this. All right, like, because this is just, it's a stupid little thing first of all mm-hmm. one of the funny like i was looking at all the trivia shit for this earlier and one of the fun things was they couldn't even afford the guy who they got to play the the uh speaker they couldn't afford his headshot on the back of the poster so they ended up using like somebody else's so <laughs> really? yeah, yeah but i don't know whether like contractually he was obligated for for money to to use his likeness or whatever but like mm-hmm. so they ended up using like a different photo <laughs> like, oh wow um which I, like I said, I found very funny. Um, mm-hmm. But I do think it's also equally hilarious that uh, Beatrice Pons, who plays mother, is at this place. All right, trying to like, mm-hmm. uh, she's growth opportunity. The guy on the news told her that, that this would be like a great play, you know. Um, and the whole idea is she, like, and this is a thing that you didn't say in your synopsis. And I, I think it's funny because the movie doesn't really do a great job of of mm-hmm. telling you this but it's actually it's ba- it's baked into the movie is that there is a city versus country living sort of thing going on especially in oh, mother's yeah. mind 
So uh, she thinks all the people from the city are, are assholes and out to get her and, and blah, blah, blah. Right. Like she's just super paranoid mm-hmm. that the city is going to come in and, and kill uh, her boys and her boys aren't going to be ready for it. And blah, blah, blah. And um, that's sort of that's sort of the whole thing set up for the movie even though it's really mm-hmm. not well <laughs> it's not really well accomplished even a, even a little because yeah, obviously yeah, yeah. obviously once we get into it the the country living the the whatever you would call them rednecks or whatever like mm-hmm. are not having it they're like yeah no they're they're the ones we need to worry about right mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, even exactly. though they see it from the other perspective mm-hmm. which i think if you look at it from like a pseudo political <laughs> standpoint of like where the world is right now not dissimilar. <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, one of the things that she says is uh, TV and all, I, I keep in touch with everything and mentions the morning TV guy. And mm. that is a big thing too, because so as you said in your synopsis that you really weren't sure if, if there was like a, a mental disability going on or mm-hmm. um, you know, what was happening. I like to think that they weren't raised in a school like it, it's never said, but I kind of get the feeling like the TV sort of raised them because the TV is always on in the house. The mother mm-hmm. is always watching the television and this is where she gets everything from. Also, obviously closed off, afraid of her sister, like coming out of nowhere back from the dead to, to mm-hmm. you know, and all of that is uh, it's a big thing. I think that she's just stoned off she doesn't want her kids to leave her ever either like and we see that manipulation in the bunker with uh adelie mm-hmm. so yeah 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 well you they're 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 uh, kind of going off of that um this movie also has like references to to pop culture kind of sprinkled throughout um, oh yeah <laughs> you know so there's like a there's like a, a batman action figure at one point uh, there's Ernie from you know Sesame Street, Bird and Ernie. There's what's um, on the wall. I saw it. Yeah, yeah. There's GI Joe, King Kong. Yeah, the yeah. The Big Bird alarm clock that goes off. Mm-hmm. They're also wearing uh, bed sheets that are uh, cartoon oriented, or like they mm-hmm. have like. Yeah, know. yeah, yeah, and, th- and then at the end, one of them, you know, kind of scream style gets killed. Well, I don't know if it gets killed right away. I don't remember. Uh, but like he's, you know, he has the the he has hit in the head with the, you know. TV smashed over his head. Oh, like it's Stu Marker, do you mean? Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, what I what I find very funny about that that moment, right, is not only does he get Stu Marker, but they also do like the the obvious slasher killer thing, where like he comes back from the dead for a second mm-hmm. and then gets gets his final blow in. But the oh, other yeah, guy kind of at times has this kind of Skeet Ulrich sort of look to him as well. The, the other brother, when he's in the bunker mm. and he's kind of like at the, you know, the steely eyes and the, you know, the, the greasy hair. Like, I'm like, this is really okay. like, I know okay. weird. I like a little bit, I guess. I'm not saying that it was ever like it's intentional or anything. But if Wes yeah, had right. seen this movie, I kind of could see him going like this. this These are the guys that I want to be the killers. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's just a Mother's Day reference just out of nowhere. Right, right. Um, I could just see it. That's all I'm saying. Hey, Especially like. Know. Stu Marker killing and then that for me like I was like wow mm-hmm. either I, like I mean I love Scream anyway but this is you know that's mm-hmm. a lot um, but uh, yeah so that's I have all those in my notes too oh, yeah. also going back to what you're saying about how like you think it's just that they just didn't go to school like they were just raised by the TV yes um, I, 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 I you're probably right but that doesn't really explain, like, especially one of them in particular, like, like the way he talks and the way he looks, 
Like he just doesn't look. I mean, he, well, he, he, he's he got a dead like eye. At least it looks like a dead eye. It's either that or he's got the uh, that's Ike. Um, mm-hmm. It's either that or he's got uh, what you know David Bowie had with the two different colored eyes. But I could never be sure of that. Like it, as much as I looked at it, I I don't know whether it's you know one eye has like just glossed over and cataract mm-hmm. or whatever, or you know because they're out in the woods too. Uh, a funny thing about the the place where they uh, filmed a dead body was actually found in the house prior to them shooting. <laughs> like this, oh, this wow. is an actual, this is an actual murder house that they, they filmed this oh, movie. Boy. Um, it was just, Ooh, a, I think it's just a condemned, uh, the house they used to film in was actually a house in the West of Newt, New Jersey. No one had lived there 15 years prior to filming. The previous owner of the home was murdered there. That's, that's all it oh, says. Gosh. Um, oh, so like, this is a, yeah, this is a real murder house. Um, <laughs> and that's, I mean, obviously they could do pretty, it looks like it was a condemned space. They probably didn't even ask for permission to do it. I right, mean, this right. was you know, 40 years ago. So mm-hmm. um, they probably just went in, they took the spray cans that, you know, they put up some boards and, and went to town, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of that too. Uh, but yeah, but, but, but what I was saying, like he, he looks like, oh, he doesn't, he doesn't look like he's just like a, like stereotypical quote unquote, like dumb redneck character. Like he, he, he looks like he at least could have an intellectual disability as well. So like, I'm not really sure. It's and what maybe that's going the thing. For like maybe that's the thing. Maybe they're trying to make, like, obviously they're trying to make them stupid. And I right, get right. I, I mean, there's the way that I look at it is everything they do is based on pop culture. Right. Mm-hmm. So like you mentioned, like the Batman, we saw the Sesame street stuff. There's a mm-hmm. uh, child. Like, and it's funny because I'm saying that and I'm surrounded by toys and movies and, and, mm-hmm. and video games. So yeah, yeah. maybe this, maybe this puts me into this sort of category as well. Um, so, but that's, that's them, right? They're, they're more in the pop culture reference. Uh, disco sucks. Uh, punk, no, punk sucks. Disco's stupid. Like it's all. This is how they've grown up. They've grown up in pop culture. They've. That's mm-hmm. it. They really haven't grown up with actual conversations about history or, or anything like that. And that's sort of mm-hmm. what I get from it. Is anything that they've learned seems to have come from television or their mm-hmm. mother telling them. And to, right, to right. that extent, I also get that sort of. Uh, uh, the water boy, Kathy Bates character, like oh, yeah, yeah. going to school is the devil, you know, because <laughs> that's, uh, that's sort of, that's sort of the thing here, isn't it? It's, mm-hmm. She doesn't yeah, yeah. want them to ever leave her. Like in, mm-hmm. in that scene in the bunker with Adley, that's it. Is She's just saying, uh, you know, Oh, you can't go out there. You need to stay with me. And it's just because she can't be left alone. She just mm-hmm. doesn't want to be. All right. So we should probably move on to the rat pack. Um, which I don't necessarily understand why they're the, these three women decided to call themselves the Rat Pack, but you know, it's it's okay. So it's uh, Trina, pop Tiana culture, Pierce. you know. Yeah, I mean, probably that's, that's <laughs> you know, it. The whole movie is pop culture reference. It's know? true. Um, Whether it makes sense or not, just throw it in there. <laughs> yeah, just do it. You know, like, but um, so the first time that like, so we obviously we get them like doing the the talk over on the um like movie reel as the credits play or whatever, which is kind of a, a nice way to do the credits to introduce you to those characters and their connection. Um, mm-hmm. But then it, it goes into this pool party scene. It's years later. I don't think that we ever get the sense that it's years later. <laughs> like we kind of just think that maybe it's like after the summer or something like mm-hmm. that, or, uh, you know, yeah, it's yeah. maybe their first trip away. Um, but we end up at this pool party scene that is completely unnecessary. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's yeah. all because they want to get they you they want to give you the feeling that Trina is some sort of like starlet, and um, this mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that she tends. But um, I think you could I think you could do this without the, the I think the scene is like two or three minutes long, and it just like goes back and forth between people. But I guess these are all like uh, people's family from the film like that are, are in the scene and that's sort oh. of why the, the whole thing is there like it's charles kaufman's father that is snorting cocaine and um i think his mother is uh, a woman with a dog in the party so it's huh, okay like, okay all of this is is really just like oh if you help us you can be in the movie you know like that mm-hmm. that kind of thing right, right which yeah, is yeah. kind of it's kind of nice you know but i wish it just made more sense for the scene to be there if only, uh, if only. <laughs> um but then, like, so what I, I get a kick out of is it introduces us to her and then it introduces us to uh, Jackie, right, um, mm-hmm. who is taking, you know, she's taking shit from her ex and uh, or not her ex or her current boyfriend. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I noticed, and I think that this is really like fucking weird, like art direction style wise, whatever you want to like. Everything in the scene is the same. Uh, the bed sheets. What do you mean? Like, just bed sheets, the curtains, Ted's pajamas, and the couch all have the same pattern. Oh, okay. Like they were all like, like you know, put together by the same person to, to be a part of this set. And I go, mm. that's a lot to be the same <laughs> in the same seat, especially when <laughs> Ted's pajamas are are the same material that the couch is. <laughs> and the, the, you know, I'm like, are they kind of just saying that he is part, like he's sort of moved in. He is part of the, the scenery, the furniture. Like, I'm like, what is happening here? So like, mm-hmm. that was, that was something I was just like, okay. Um, but we also never like, so we do that. We get to Jackie, which I mean, it's, it's important because Jackie becomes sort of the, well, she's really the third victim in the film, but um that's it's a big scene it's a big emotional thing right we're mm-hmm. supposed to have connected right, right. with that character and and all that mm-hmm. um but the two earlier ones uh the uh, in the uh, opening I, scene in the opening scene yeah, first yeah. of all how great is that like that turnaround where she's like <gasps> and then the the guy's head yeah. is still there like it just yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. it's so over the top great but, is not the word God. i would use it's but, it's okay. so bad but that's the whole thing is it's so <laughs> bad it's funny exactly like, I, it's, it's just so bad it's bad <laughs> It's it's bad and it's funny. Like I mean, I, oh, I could have given you a joyless feature, JP. This is not joyless. This is silly and schlocky. If you, fine. If you say but so, like, Sean. I mean, this so. is not without joy. I mean, we could have watched Micro- Microwave Massacre, and I will tell you right oh, now that that man. is the worst film I've ever seen in the history of ever. <laughs> all right, all right. That is right. just that is absolute joyless. Like I think I, it's like I, eighty minutes, and it's have, just it feels like three hours. Have you have you ever seen Birdemic? No, you keep, you keep asking me about this uh, one. I, 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 I've almost come close twice. Seen. I've okay. come close to see you say that, but I go, I think your threshold is different than mine. So, <laughs> I mean, maybe, but trust me, Birdemic is just, I don't know who thought that was a good idea. I mean, that just, that's just on another level. Just I think that those guys just wanted to make a movie, like, and that's it. And you know, I, mean, I, give, I give them credit for you know doing. I mean, it. of course, I, of course, gotta, yeah, I got to give them credit. Somebody for, you sent, know, at least making a movie, but somebody sent just, me a uh, Instagram reel uh, the other day, and it was um, it was like a 
I, it's obviously not a serious film, but it was a film that somebody put together and it's these, uh, it's sort of an urban, uh, I, I, this is what the context I get from just watching it, but like there's a shootout that's about to happen and it kind of feels like maybe there, there's a sort of gang related touch to it. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, one guy like opens the door and the other guy's like, oh crap. And like, the gun flies out and then he, the bullet comes in super slow, like super CGI, everything. And he like knocks the bullet out with the gun. And then like when he goes to shoot the other guy, the, the other guy, instead of like falling to the floor and falling over, he's like cut and pasted dropping to the floor and then pushed it aside. <laughs> like it's, it's wild. I, I started dying. Like, but you know what? That's somebody worked on that, you know? <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, kudos to them. They, I mean, if they wanted a reaction, they got one for me, you know? A um, reaction, yeah. That's... Yeah, I mean, it's not a great reaction, but no, it's a reaction. Yeah, it's you. Yeah. More than, you know. More than, than I've done, yeah. yeah. You don't, you don't give me reactions anymore, Jake? Well, I mean, I mean, in terms of like <laughs> making movies. Uh, well, we'll that's get there I mean. someday, man. We'll, we'll do it. We'll figure it yeah. out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, we'll make a horror movie about you making me watch bad movies. So it'll be like uh, we'll call it Mi- we we can call it like <laughs> Mystery Science Theater Four Thousand. I think that there's copyright <laughs> problems with that. So. Right, what about what about what about Mystery Science Cinema Four Thousand? I think you got to go a little like enigmatic uh, doctor. <laughs> yeah we're making this sean we're doing this all right so um one of the things that i do the the setup of the film definitely gives me uh have you ever seen shallow grave it's a 1987 film about it's these girls leave a convent for spring break in florida um it's it starts off, you, you think you know what it is, and then it ends up surprising you by actually being better than you thought it was okay. going to be. Um, okay. it, it begins very similar to the girls on the road trip, but goes into sort of an unexpected territory when it uh, becomes sort of like a southern fried gothic about patriarchal power corruptions. And it, yeah, you just don't, okay. you're not really, okay. you're like, oh shit, that was the last thing I expected from from this mm-hmm. movie where like in the first 10 minutes there's, uh, you know, flashing and tops off and, and things like that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, you get to the end of it and you're like, holy shit, that was actually decent, you know? Um, but yeah, so that one just goes in the other way. Mother's Day stays right on track. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. But anyone, anyone interested, I would definitely recommend that film. Uh, so we talked about The Corner Store. Um don't go to deep barrens. Um, ah. You're all going to die up there. <laughs> you know, uh, you know, the, the, when I saw that scene, um, I mean, kind of like you said, like, you know, it's the, it's the same place where they filmed on Friday the 13th. Like that scene very much gave me Friday the 13th vibes, but also the ending did as well. Like that final scene where, where Queenie comes out and like just and like jumps out oh, at the yeah. characters out of nowhere, and then it's a freeze frame of her just jumping out, and 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 I, I had to look it up because 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 both of these movies came out the same year, nineteen eighty, yeah, but but they came out you know like Friday the Thirteenth came out a few months earlier, so like I'm not sure. I mean I I, I mean given that this is trauma, maybe they yeah. copied it. 
and made it that quickly, but I doubt it. So like, it's just really interesting seeing these these similarities between these two movies that are kind of weird similarities for movies to have if they're if one's not copying the other. You know? Oh no, uh, no, I I don't think I definitely think they copied it. I think um... you think so. You think they would have had enough time to see the move to see Friday the Thirteenth and then make Mother's Day. I mean, no, no, I, I think that, uh, well, first of all, I don't think that they filmed this movie for, obviously, for not very much money. It was $115,000 total. Um, right, but, right. Uh, but, you know, I mean, you know, the Friday the 13th comes out, then they have to see it, and then... Uh, write it and put it together, like, make Yeah, yeah. People, I mean, I guess they could have... <laughs> yeah, but in just a few months? Well, uh, I That's guess. That's sort like, of trauma's bread and butter, though, like, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like, I guess. Yeah. Not that, you know, it's probably a lot harder 40 years ago. And this was probably one of the first real trauma releases. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. Like, it, it is probably a difficult to fathom. But I definitely think that there are, like, that is a connection. But you also got to mm-hmm. figure that a lot of these people probably worked on or were working on Friday the 13th at the same time because, like, they were obviously filming in the same area. So, like, mm-hmm. if anybody was on the set and seeing, like, sort of what they were doing, thinking, oh, that's true. Crazy. True, Just yeah, yeah. Some of it over, you know? Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, one of the other things I think is funny is they they use one they use a really good song in this movie. Uh, Tommy James and the Shondells, I think we're alone now. Uh, oh, which yeah. That would have cost them a pretty penny, like for that's probably for, most of their budget. Like probably like, <laughs> um, but what I get a kick out of is later on in the film, there's a uh, there's a moment where they're uh, Ike and Adley, uh, Gary Pollard and Michael McCleary, they're training together, like uh, going through like some sort of gauntlet, and they're playing this very similar theme to Rocky. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of da 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 da, but it's not it's not the Rocky not theme. It just, <laughs> and I go, they could not afford that. Apparently, <laughs> they were like, we bought nope. the one song and we are was, good. You that was it. <laughs> Somebody knew Tommy James and was like, here's a hundo. You know, like that's. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I did. I got a kick out of that. Um, there's also there's a few other things like idiosyncrasies, I suppose. Uh, Trina, uh, who's supposed to be like the the sort of elitist, I guess is probably mm-hmm. the word, um, mm-hmm. you know, going into acting or whatever. She walk. They, they both of them are fishing and they trying to grab the fish and nobody will do it. She just gets over and she unhooks it and she picks it up like a book and puts it under her arm. And I'm like. Mm-hmm. What are we doing character wise anymore? I have no idea. We're saying that she, you know, she's got this ability too. She just it only comes out with them. It's sort of like high school friends, you know, like when you get together with with people that haven't been in your circle for a while, and you're like, you just sort of revert back to so, that state. Yeah, you act differently. <laughs> yeah. um, so I did get a kick out of that. Um, but mm-hmm. the other thing about so we we were talking about Ike earlier in the way that he looks. I, the first thing I thought was Jaws from uh, the James Bond movies. Um, oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It, just the the teeth, the teeth, and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and another fun fact is that uh, I don't. It doesn't say who, but it said that two of the people from this movie um, actually kind of became an item uh, while they were on set. Like one oh, of the really? guy, one of the guys doing the uh, brutalizing, and one of the girls being brutalized in the film uh, <laughs> ended up hitting it off and going on a date together. And oh, uh, okay. the Kaufman, the the producers of the film, uh, had to say, "We just need you to hold off until we finish the movie before you start dating, because we don't want it to to reflect on the energy of the film." Mm-hmm. Like they were just yeah, like, yeah. you know, if 
we needed to be a little bit more believable. And I, I got a kick out of that too, reading that. Um, so yeah. It's almost like a, like a weird version of Stockholm syndrome or something. Yeah. Like acting <laughs> Stockholm syndrome. I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's, but that's... yeah, the, uh, <laughs> I, I do. I find it very funny. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would love to know how that ended. If if it ended, or if they ended up together, or what? Like yeah. either way, I think it's 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 a fun little story. That it's a fun little fact. Yeah, yeah. What else do you have? Because I've got a, I've got a couple other things. Oh man, um, I don't have much. I, I got to be honest. I found this movie borderline unwatchable. Holy um, shit! Why? It it's just, only got a one on Metacritic, man. <laughs> yeah, and it and it barely deserves that one. <laughs> I don't. I think it's a little bit. I honestly think it's a little bit better than the one. Um, I, I, obviously, you know my thoughts. I don't think this is a very well done movie in any regards. Mm-hmm. It's clearly a uh, Friday the Thirteenth wannabe. Um, oh, totally. And, Even down to the mother and, of the woods. Yeah. Oh yeah, everything. Yeah. Um, so it is. It's it's very. Uh, it's very Friday the 13th adjacent and yeah. accessible. I think it's accessible based on that alone. But I mean, look at the kills. I think the kills are fucking brutal. Um, yeah. I mean, so, not... <laughs> <laughs> so let me start off with this. All right. The, um, mm-hmm. the, the first kill that we get is the guy in the backseat of the car, which is yes, but yeah. at the, at the time. All right. Like, Practical effects wise and everything else, I go. This the effect itself looks amazing. The editing that surrounds it is kind of terrible, <laughs> but uh, uh, it's it's yo know, well, I'll say kind of because I think it's also it, if you're looking at this movie as a comedy, it's kind of funny. It's it's pretty funny. okay. okay. Um, so there's that, and then after after him, there's the the girl that's with him. Uh, she gets she gets killed by the mother with the same knot that they were going to kill her with. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay, that's, that's pretty cool. But um, there is during that attack sequence, uh, that actress, it looks like she thuds her head on the ground, or at least the effects make it sound that way. I actually had a reaction to that. I was like, holy shit. Like, oh, really? cause it looks really like, it looks really good. And mm-hmm. um, the thing about this is that I, I don't know how trauma's policies have always been for, um, uh, safety, but I do know that uh, during cursed films, uh, if you did, you watch any of cursed films? Yeah, no, I, I, I might have watched a, a few minutes of one of the episodes, but I, I haven't gotten around to actually watching an entire episode. I got you. Yeah, so of one of my favorite ones was the. Twi- I had no idea the shit that went on during the Twilight Zone movie, like that. It felt like it was kept from me, like for some reason. Um, huh. The yeah, there's there's just shit that went on a helicopter crashed uh killed three people uh two children and an actor um oh wow it's one of them it's one of the the worst incidents on a set and it was it's sort of all because of safety regulations that that you know that were ignored uh hmm. by a director oh, that, that sucks yeah so um during that they so after they they pan from that they'd pan over to trauma uh you know and go and Lloyd Kaufman talking about how they've adhered to so many of those restrictions because they want the safety of their actors to be paramount. And they go, I, to a lesser extent, they're like, we'd rather the movie look a certain way or feel a certain way and have our actors be safe. And I'm like, that is sort of how, like that, that is why I, I admire trauma a lot for that. All right. Mm-hmm. Because they're looking out yeah. for people as opposed to looking out for their bottom line. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
so uh, that you know that gives me a lot of um, admiration for Troma. Mm-hmm. So anyway, going back to um, our list of, of kills now because we've talked about safety. Uh, you know, <laughs> we're doing we're doing the ocean job. Of, uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, then we have Jackie who gets uh, mm-hmm. her. She basically dies of blood loss after her brutalization. Mm-hmm. Um, right. And then uh, the girls go on their sort of uh, revenge uh, <laughs> raid. And yeah. kudos to them. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, at- that's the situation I would too. Right, uh, Adley gets stabbed in the neck with an, a giant needle, um, mm. and it's a hammer to the nuts. And they finally oh, yeah. make him oh. suffocate on his underwear. Um, <laughs> like, I mean, if you really want, if you really want revenge, I think that's that's a good start right there. Oh, yeah, you know? <laughs> there aren't there aren't many better ways to do it, you know. Um, Ike, on the other hand, uh, rat poison down the throat, uh, TV to the skull, electrocuted, and then stabbed repeatedly with a, an electric carving knife. Uh, yeah. It's uh, chef's kiss, you know. It it's something. There's, yeah. I mean, there's there's a whole lot that the human body can take, but that that is a lot, you know. Like, uh, I think after the rat poison down the throat, I would be done. Uh, nope, good, no, probably, good night. Probably, but I, you know, I, you know, I don't think just... I'd be in this situation to begin with, but. Well, that too. That too. But, you know, I mean, when you're when you when when you raise on that much pop culture, you know, like you can take a lot, I guess. You know, so what the movie is actually saying is that pop culture is good for you because it makes you resilient. It makes is you. That what it's saying? It makes you. Is that what it's saying? Yes. It really, it really feels like we're talking about uh, you know sort of uh, <laughs> media control again. Like, is it... <laughs> uh, that's my reading of the movie. Yeah. Makes you resilient. Uh... Yeah. Yeah. Makes you, you know, immune to poison. Makes you immune to poison. <laughs> Watching the news, kids, makes you immune to poison. Watch the news yeah. every night. You'll never go crazy. Um, anyway, and then finally, finally, the the end-all, be-all of this film, Mother suffocates oh, yeah. on inflatable boobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, that would... Uh, you know, okay, so he's, okay, so I, I have to say this. Yeah. The, that whole trope of like you hold like a pillow or in this case inflatable boobs to like someone's face and you suffocate them. Every time I see that, I have to roll my eyes because that doesn't work in real life. And I know that because in college, me and some of my friends tried it. Granted, it was on each other and we didn't mean to actually kill the person. We didn't. And let me word it right. <laughs> we are we are traversing a weird area with you right now, man. No, I don't know where this is going. <laughs> no, so no, so 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 back in college, me and some of my friends, we decided to see like if you could actually breathe someone holding a pillow on your face. And so one of our friends, you know, volunteered to have a pillow held onto his face, and we did it. And we kept asking him, "Can you breathe? Can you breathe?" And he just kept saying yes. And we, well, from our experiment, I, I, determined that I, it doesn't work. I, eh, I I don't <laughs> know. Um, it, a first of all depends on the pillow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it, I guess theoretically, but I can't imagine pillows being that much different. So first of all, you can breathe through a pillow, right? Like it's like we yeah. wear cloth masks for the last like three years. You can breathe through mm-hmm. a mask. Like, some people can, I guess, but mm-hmm. they're stupid. Um, <laughs> Or no, just I mean, there's some people that medically can't, but right, you know, right. But, but yeah, yeah. 
complained about it has has not mm-hmm. been really on the level. Um, so first of all, yeah, you can you can breathe through cloth like that's that's easy. But the other thing is is intent I think has a lot to do with it. Um, the the other part of that is in someone like mother's case where she's a lot older, um, mm-hmm. she could have breathing trouble. Like the, there's, there's a lot of factors to this. And I mean, most of the times when we see, most of the times when we see a pillow getting held over somebody's head, which I think is really funny is they're usually in a hospital bed and mm-hmm. it's like, they probably first of all have the oxygen in. So they're holding, you know, they can do whatever the <laughs> hell they want. They can make it look however they want because yeah, right. there's an oxygen into their nose in that hospital bed. But like, um, outside of the, the movie magic of that. Um, I mean, yeah, I think that you would have to press literally on the thing and mother's. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I think there's a moment of panic that you just have to wait for, but you know, mm, um, no. I, I wouldn't try it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't ask you to try it. I don't want this to become a TikTok challenge. Well, well, right? no, it's, it's okay. You don't have to ask me to do it. Cause I already did it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So anyway, yes, you, it, can it? Absolutely. Um, mm. Will it? Probably mm. unlikely. Mm. Uh, but on top of that, we are also talking about inflatable boobs. We're not talking about cloth. We're talking about <laughs> vinyl now. It's plastic. Um, I know. I know. Plastic vinyl. Whatever. It's you know. Like. Yeah. Um, but there is a weird catharsis to this movie because the uh, the the character uh, Jackie is that Jackie? No, Jackie died. Jackie right. Jordan so dies, Abby. Yeah. Yeah, so it's Abby that has the um, the mother at home that's constantly like, "I'm a sick woman, I'm a mm-hmm. sick woman," and so um, mother starts saying that at the end, and um, there's a weird catharsis to killing her for for Abby. Um, it's okay, yeah. and the weird the worst part is is like so that's the end of the film, and then they walk outside, and there's this weird like there's that we were supposed to survive like that that moment like you know mm-hmm. between the two. Uh, uh, Trina and, and Abby and I'm like this the moral just hits like two on the nose and it's basically because they're trying to go wrap it up you know like mm-hmm. um, and they're just like they're just saying what it is versus that but there's no real reason <laughs> that any of this happened in the first place mm-hmm. uh, other than the fact that I think Abby found out that she has a, a weird intention towards her mother but yeah, and then it ends on the note of uh, the legendary Queenie that we hear so much <laughs> within the film. Uh, just like, just in little pieces. Oh, Queenie got her ear cut off and ran into the woods and, and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Like this weird, like backwoods Bigfoot story that like happens. And then here yeah. comes Queenie jumping out like a backwoods Bigfoot. <laughs> yeah. I know yeah, that's, that's your favorite true. part of this whole thing because it's right yeah. before the credits roll. the credits roll. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Best part of the movie. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, and then it ends finally, mercifully. <laughs> I'm surprised. I really like. I thought that you'd have a little fun with it. Like, uh, you know, it, it, obviously, I wasn't saying this to be. Uh, I thought we'd have fun with this one. I thought this one mm-hmm. would have a little bit more to it, and I, I it think just, it did. I wrote three pages of notes on this. <sighs> three and a half pages. It just, of notes. it just it 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 it's just so I don't. Oh, they, they, I, like I'm watching it and it just, there just wasn't anything that, I mean, yeah, like it's maybe. Bad, I'll give you that. Like it's, there, it is, it's not good. It's just, like, I get it. But once you go, not, like I have this thing like mystery science theater, right? Like mm-hmm. uh, if you go into a bad movie knowing it's a bad movie, 
I think that you can allow yourself to have like sort of a a better time with it. Um, yeah, I don't think yeah. Mother's Day is gonna win any awards. Actually, I think it did win one award for something, uh, <laughs> according to to uh, IMDb. But okay. yeah, I don't I don't see this movie as being a big time thrill for for a whole lot of people. I definitely see this movie mm. as more of a niche film, but I, I think it's fun. Oh, yeah, totally. I still think it's fun. It's just it's stupid, mindless, uh, you know, whatever. And and the other thing is is like for the the brutalization parts, the the sort of rapey parts in the film, mm-hmm. this is not super dark about it. Like it, it sort of like no. kind of shows yeah. you stuff sideways and then moves on. And I kind of mm-hmm. appreciate that. Um from a, from a perspective, because some of the scenes in some of the films that obviously we watch as, as uh, reviewers, critics, and and all that, uh, we get some stuff that is just so like like vile, like just basically like mm-hmm. borderline vile, and and I get sometimes the use of it, and sometimes I just think it's romanticizing something, and and that to me is is disturbing. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. got to give a credit for that for not, you know, not like lingering on on those scenes, kind of you know too much more than than it has to. Yeah, you know. So on but, that note, <laughs> uh, all right, but yeah, I, I just, I, I mean, I, I, I understand why some people would have fun with it. Um, it goes back to just me not being a big slasher fan, and yeah, this movie isn't really a slasher movie. It's, but it's like a go in the woods kind of movie, so I mean, yeah, it's sort like, of like the, 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 yeah, yeah, the, the horror is close enough to slasher that I think kind of your enjoyment of it is going to depend in large part on if you're the kind of person who 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 likes you know slashers like this. Or, sure, you know, um, um, and so to be honest, mm-hmm. to be honest, like what I got a lot of vibe was uh, wrong turn series. You know, like, I don't think... Like, I've the never first seen one, any of those. Oh, really? You probably hate yeah. them. Then. Yeah, I love, I, like, I, the direct-to-video ones are so much fun. They're, they're silly, nonsensical, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. The first the first movie is whatever at that point. Sort of like how I feel about the Fast and Furious films now. Um, mm-hmm. The first movie is, like, whatever. But after you get over that, you get into the ones where Ludacris has all of a sudden gone from being, like, a guy that does street racing, um, like countdowns to uh now he's like some sort of spy for the fbi mm-hmm. like when you get into that shit like that's like once you jump that shark like i'm all for it yeah yeah, and, yeah. uh yeah. dead end uh wrong turn two definitely okay. <laughs> jumps mm-hmm. jumps that pretty quick and then uh it goes okay. it's pretty good that uh, i think joe lynch might have been the the person on that um okay. Okay. yeah so uh Definitely, like if you're, it doesn't sound like you're into that kind of thing. But if anybody out there like, oh, yeah. I would say go with the wrong turn series next and have fun. Okay, cool, cool. All right, so we are done with Mother's Day. <laughs> all, right. all right, what's my what's my penance, JP? Like, what am I? All right, I all right. Let us see. What are we going to talk about next week? Well, Sean. You have a list. You have a list like a come up for you. You're like you're like shit Sean will absolutely hate me for. It. All right, I got mm-hmm. it. Now, see 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 cuz cuz I'm actually a really nice guy. I'm going to have us talk about a movie that doesn't suck. I'll decide so, that. <laughs> <laughs> so, the movie I'm choosing is Martyrs Lane. 
Oh, I saw it. Okay. All oh, right. you did see it? Yeah, it's the uh, one about the um, the little girl. The little girl, and she has the she meets this friend, and it's on Shutter. Yes, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, this is definitely yeah. a you movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I um, I saw this movie at Fantasia back in 2021, and I loved it. It was one of my absolute favorite movies of the year. So that's what we're talking about next week. <laughs> I will let you know how I feel about it next week. Then <laughs> I, I, I think I can tell from your facial expressions <laughs> and your tone. I can tell how how you feel about it already. The eye rolls are probably helping too. Oh, they're helping a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're just no, feeling its joy. I think it's. I think it's good, but I. I don't think it's. I just. Think it's, I think it's. Ah, oh, it's great, Sean. Sean, it's a modern classic. I'm sure the people of modern Martyrs Lane are really loving that you said that just now, but. Uh, mm-hmm. Not for me, but okay. Uh, Either way, I guess we'll be discussing Martyrs Lane in two weeks Mm -hmm. on uh, the weekend after 5.17. So, (laughs) yes, sounds good. (laughs) All right. All right. Well, if you guys want to check out anything we've written, uh, horrobsessive.com is your home for all your horror needs. Don't go to any other horror website. They will give you ever. Don't ever go yep. there. Listen to JP. Yep. Only ours yep. forever. Exactly. Yep. Yep. And you want your ever and ever and ever. Okay. On that note. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, we enjoyed We had a fun time talking about Mother's Day. We hope you enjoyed listening to us. And uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Bye-bye. Bye.